And I thank God for Bishop Gay for coming here to spend this time with us. This is really an important event for us. And I am so glad that he came here. Church, he drove here this morning. He preached a funeral yesterday. Uh, he had a, a very, very, this week he was in Virginia Beach, and he was in Norfolk. He was all over the place, and he preached a funeral last night, and he was on the road early this morning just so he can be here to minister to us. Will you do me a favor? Stand up and receive the man of God as he comes to minister. Come on, give God praise for the man of God as he comes. Praise the Lord. That, that's good for me, but how about giving the Lord some praise? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, you can shout a little louder than that. He says that everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord on this morning? Amen. Shout hallelujah while you're being seated. No, 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 no. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. While you're standing, let's give the man of God of this house a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Pastor Gary Bailey. Amen. And his lovely wife. Amen. We thank God for them. Amen. Uh, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, shout glory, somebody. Amen. Now listen, uh, I, I need to do some things before I get to preaching. The, the young lady that was up here dancing, where are you? Okay. May I do something? May, I, may you just stand for a second? While you was dancing, the Spirit of the Lord said, because of you, uh, you literally ran demonic forces out of your house. Is there anybody here with you, your mother? Your mother, stand up. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me while you were dancing, and, and um, I, while you was dancing, I was praying because you were releasing in the atmosphere deliverance. And the Lord says, see, this is why we have to be so, so aware of our worship, because many, many times our worship and our deliverance just don't come through the word. And the Lord says, for everybody in here, that was going through any kind of family crisis inside the home, the Lord says, because of you, because of this young lady right here, he released demonic forces out of your house. And anybody in here this morning, you got some stuff going on in your house, you ought to stand and give God some praise because that's the same thing that's going to happen for you. Amen. You in school? What grade are you in? You're a senior? You, you, can you, oh, Pastor, is it all right if I do this? Okay, all right. Um, just stay on the carpet, baby, right there, real quick. Just stay right there. I'm not going to come to you, because if I come out there, I'm going to mess up. Look, while, also while you was dancing, the Lord says, you're going, okay, you're going to the college or you're choosing, and it's going to get paid for. You hear me? Now. There's five more people in here. You're either in school, your daughter is one of them. You're either in school, going to college, or want to go to college. If you stand and give God a praise for her, God's going to do it for you. Is that all right? Go get your mama and say, Mama, we're all right now. Because there was a time the enemy tried to have y'all discouraged. But y'all are all right now. Come on, just grab her. I know, I know. It's the power of God, baby. I know. Just tell her. Just hug her and tell him we're all right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Your daughter is one of them. Your daughter, the Lord says, daughter, you stay, you pursue school, amen, at all costs. In fact, don't stop when you get, get, get to your next level because God says, I'm trying to take you into dimensions. You hear me? Amen. Well, give God some praise in this place. Amen. Man, I feel the power of God. I'm just, I, I feel the power of God and I'm trying to move along, but man, I feel the power of God. Okay. All right. Ah, hallelujah. Five years, come on, give God some praise for the fifth anniversary. <laughs> Pastor, may I flow, man? May I, may I just, okay, all right. Hey, brother, stand up. Yeah, you. Spirit Lord spoke to me when I came in here and I saw you. And, and, as I, and, and, and I tried it, and here's it. Let me share something with you all. I don't preach because I want people to call me back no more. I preach on assignment. This is an assignment for me this morning. I had to be here. This is an assignment for me. Brother, while, while we were worshiping, and, and, I, and I tried to hold it, I tried to hold it until I got done preaching, God says he's going to not only change your life, he's going to change your entire family's life. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you, and I, you don't know me, I don't know you. God just recently pulled you from something that was holding you bound. And the Lord says, because you made a choice to get free, he says, in the next 45 days, you're going to find so much favor that it's going to blow your everlasting mind. <laughs> Who is that lady right there? That's your wife? Get up and hug your wife and tell them God's going to meet every one of our needs. <laughs> Come on, somebody, give God some praise in it. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. I'm not going to preach before you long. Amen. But I just thank God for, for my friend, uh, uh, Pastor Bailey. Amen. Praise God. Give him another hand clap of praise. Um, while I was sitting there, y'all were talking about the message that I preached the last time. And Pastor reminded me. And then when I came and I'm sitting there, and I came up to preach. I'm like, whoa, boy, what did I do the last time I was here? Amen. Then the sister got up and said, y'all need to smile. I told y'all, y'all need to smile. What in the world? I said, what did I do? So we just thank God. Thank God for, amen, uh, what God is doing because God is doing some amazing. Come on, somebody. Ooh. Come on, touch somebody and tell them God is not finished with us yet. Amen. God is not finished with us yet. And so I'm so grateful, so thankful, amen, this morning, amen, uh, for, for being here. Uh, and again, Peggy, uh, Lady Peggy, she did something that very few people can do. She got me to be here on a Sunday morning. And I had text messages, inboxes. Uh, Pastor Bailey called, called me up and apologized. <laughs> he said, man, I apologize for my wife. Amen. But she pulled it off. She got it. Amen. And so thank God for her and thank God for their family. Uh, such, uh, we, we grew up together. And when I tell you we grew up together, we literally grew up together. We ate from the same table, wore the same clothes. Hello, somebody. Um, and uh, thank God for uh, uh, Mother Bailey. Come on, give her a hand clap of praise. Amen. Mama, love you so much. Amen. Thank God for seeing you. Uh, we, and we praise God for you. Uh, thank God for all of the Highway family that came with us. Highway, y'all just raise your hand so everybody can see you. 
Amen. They, they, they came. They came, they came with us. I told Pastor, I said, I didn't put it on my Facebook page, none of my social media. I said, because uh, they would have they came, amen? And so uh, we kind of like snuck out today, and thank God we have good, great leaders back at, at the church that's, that's taking care of business, and so uh, we are able to get out and, and come share with you, amen? Thank God for seeing Pam, amen? Love you, amen, dearly. Thank God for Alicia. Thank God for seeing my, my daughter, my spiritual daughter, all the way from Maryland. Amen. Raise your hand, daughter. Sister Katrina, she's in the house. Amen. Well, how many are ready for the word? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them I'm ready for the word. Amen. If you will, just indulge me for a few moments. Rest on your feet as we read the word and reverence of the word of God. I won't be before you long. I've been preaching right much, and we, in fact, uh, we, have, we have preached a funeral on yesterday. Uh, Pastor, the time is, that we're living in is precious. And we as men and women of God and children of the most high God, we need to represent the kingdom like never before. Amen. Just yesterday, I preached a funeral of a 26-year-old young man who got shot, amen, over something, something meaningless, and he, and he left behind four children, ages one, two, three, and four. Amen. The funeral was packed with about five, six hundred people. As I was preaching the gospel, amen, his father literally ran up to me while I was preaching and grabbed hold to me while I was preaching. Did an altar call, make a long story short, did an altar call, and at least 80 to 100 folk got saved right there in the, right there, right there. Amen. And, and the Lord began to speak to me because, watch this, while we're in church inside our walls, inside our own little world, and inside our little hierarchy that we set up in church, I mean, there are souls out there that are suffering and hungry for the truth. Hello, somebody. So, so, so what, when we leave our churches, we have to leave an awareness, and that awareness is somebody needs this Jesus that we have. Amen? Amen. And so we're thankful to the Lord. Amen. And we're, we're, we're excited again um, to be here and uh, want to also encourage you on five awesome years. Amen. But God's about to bless you with five more favorable years. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so we're delighted. Amen. I want to thank God for my wife. Amen. Come on, give God some praise for her. Amen. Thank God for her. Amen. And we praise God for all of you on today. All right. Open your Bibles with me, if you will, to the book of 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. Amen. I was contemplating. I was about to preach something else. But as I began to meditate on the word of God and, 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 and the Lord began to minister to me, uh, I had just shared there not too long ago. And the Lord began to speak to me concerning foundation. Hello, somebody. And, and, and as I was talking to your pastor, amen, I then began to understand what the Lord was saying. And so today, amen, I'm going to give to you what God has given to me. Is that all right? Amen. amen. Uh, the book of 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, and we're going to begin reading there in probably about the third verse. Let's start reading at the third verse, and we're going to probably read down to the eighth verse. And then we're going to skip to the 17th through the 19th verse. So when you get it, say, I got it. Amen. Say, I'm ready for the word. Amen. Amen. First Samuel, the 30th chapter and the third verse. Read, daughter. Uh-huh. And their daughters were taken captives. Uh -huh. Then David and the people that were with him lift up their voice and wept uh -huh. until they had no power to weep. They cried until they had no power to cry. Literally. Can you imagine 600 men literally weeping? Uh-huh, read. 
And David's two wives were taken captive. Uh-huh. Ahinamam, the uh -huh. Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nebal, the Carmelite. Uh -huh. And David was greatly distressed. Yes. For the people spake of stoning him, uh -huh. because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself but in the David Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. How many know there comes a time where you have to encourage yourself? You can't wait for a song. You can't wait for a sermon. You have to learn how to encourage yourself. And the Bible says explicitly, watch this, that he encouraged himself in who? In the Lord. Uh-huh. He started thinking on the goodness of Jesus. He started thinking about God's deliverance, God's healing, how God had kept him, how God had delivered him from sin, how God had given him victory over Come his enemies. God. He started to praise it. He started praising God and thanking God. Amen. How when he was by himself running away from Saul, amen, he started, he started thinking about how good God had been to him. Can't nobody testify for Come you on, like you for That's yourself. Right. Amen. Read, read. And David said to Abithar, the uh -huh. priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. David says to Abathah the priest, he says, bring me uh, the ephod, uh-huh. And Abathah brought thither the ephod to David. Uh-huh. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, now shall I pursue this. I want after, you to hear this. Uh-huh, read. Shall I pursue after this troop? Uh-huh. Shall I overtake them? Yeah. And he answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. And without fail, recover all. Amen. All right, flip over with me to the 17th verse. And read. let's read the 17th verse and, the, and down through the 19th verse. Read, daughter. And David smote them from the twilight eve until the evening of the next day. God's getting ready to give you enough strength, amen, to fight your enemies for yourself. You ain't going to have to call on nobody. Amen. God's going to strengthen you. He's going to fortify your spirit and every enemy you have around you, whether it be in your finances, in your faith, in your family. God says, I'm going to give you enough strength, enough power to come over to overcome the enemy for yourself. David, David fought them. He attacked them. Read. And there escaped not a man of them, uh -huh. save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and fled. Yeah. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. Read the Bible. And David rescued his wife, uh -huh. his two wives. Uh -huh. And there was nothing lacking to them. No lack. Everybody said no more lack. No more lack. Come on, tell somebody it's harvest time. Harvest time. Uh-huh, read. Neither small nor great. Uh-huh. Neither sons nor daughters. Yeah. Neither spoil nor anything that had taken to them. Uh-huh. David recovered all. David recovered all. Put your Bibles down, your iPads and your iPhones, and just go touch about two or three people and tell them, my push is manifesting my promise. Come on, just touch about two or three people and tell them, my push is manifesting my promise. Come on, come on, tell somebody, my push, my push, my push is manifesting my promise. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the, in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We thank God, amen, for being here on today. And we praise God for the service. We thank God for all that God has done and all that God is doing uh, in our midst. Thank God for the praise and worship team. Come on, give them a hand clap of praise as well. Amen. Where, is the, they gone? Are they still here? Y'all still here? 
One, okay, all right. You that <laughs> so she here too. She must pray for us. The Lord says, the Lord says, tell who who is who's in charge of the praise and worship team? The lady, the girl, the young lady that was in the middle? What's her name? Tara. Tara. You tell Tara she's getting ready to travel. All right? Um, tell her that she's getting ready to travel and tell her she did the right thing by turning down some some offers that she had in time past. Okay? Will you tell her that? Will you tell her that for me? Tell her because she can't mix anointing. Okay? She can't mix anointing with perpetrated anointing. Okay? So she had an opportunity, but she turned it down because the true anointing, the authentic anointing, but she, she saw the perpetrating and she, she saw the fakeness in the worship and so she turned it down. And so you tell her God's gonna honor her for that. All right, okay, amen, God bless you. All right, watch this, watch this. Everybody said the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. Listen, listen, as I, was, as I was praying, I was praying about what do I share? What do I share? What do I come with? Because the Spirit of the Lord had really uh, just, you know, uh, he was talking to me about some things. And, um, you know, uh, I want to say Gary. I got to try to keep myself from saying Gary, okay? All right, Pastor Bailey is my, not only my, my, my best friend growing up, but he's, he, he, he's my brother. Hello, somebody. So, 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 so I pray for him constantly. I pray for this ministry constantly because I want my brother to succeed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And as I was praying and as I was praying, uh, the Lord began to speak to my spirit concerning Foundation Church um, because there have been some times where uh, Pastor Bailey and I, we've talked and we've talked about ministry and the importance of uh, having ministry be, to be balanced. Everybody said balance. I mean, you need balanced ministry. You don't need ministry that's one-sided. You need ministry that can address issues. You need ministry that can handle people when they walk through the doors. You need true leaders that leaders that are stand up and lead. Amen. In the authority and in the theocratic anointing, the Bible-based anointing that's on their pastor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, and so the Lord began to speak to me concerning Foundation Church because I remember, amen, for myself and for the ministry of Higher Way, I remember five years. Oh, yeah. The deacon that just said amen and laughed, he remembered five years too. We survived. Hello, somebody. Amen. We survived the five-year, the five-year, I call it the five-year syndrome. It takes, it takes a ministry seven years to get established, to get its identity, because watch this, people are watching you to see if you're for real. They are watching you to see if you're going to last. They are watching you to see if you have an anointing that can minister to the masses. And so, and so I remember five years, I remember it so vividly um, that even when we were going forth, uh, that the enemy began to try to raise up an attack. And in the attack, in the midst of the attack, God spoke to me and says, I didn't call you to fail. Okay, come on, touch somebody and tell them God did not call us to fail. Amen. You ought to touch somebody and tell them I got the victory regardless of what I'm going through. Amen. Now I'm not a now I'm not a monologue preacher. I'm a dialogue. I need some feedback. Amen. I need I'm I preach down in the hood. Amen. And I ain't, down in the hood, you got to preach to them folk. Amen. They 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 ready. They ran. You got to preach. You can't get up there and talk to them and tell them about the news. Amen. What's going on with the weather? You better preach. Hello, somebody. 
And they let you know whether or not you're in preaching or not. Amen. See, because watch this. I believe, Peggy, this is what I believe. I believe God has taken the kingdom back to his roots. I believe God has taken us back to some authentic praise and authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is filling people with the Holy Spirit for real. No more acting like we feel. God is filling us for real. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the Spirit of the Lord began to speak to me, amen, concerning, amen, the church. And as I talked, to, talked with your pastor, amen, he, he told me the theme, uh, persevere, unify, stay focused, and harvest. Come on, say that with me. Persevere, unify, stay focused, and harvest. Come on, say it one more time. Persevere, unify, stay focused, and harvest. Come on, one more time. Persevere, unify, and harvest. Amen. Amen. And, and, and the Lord took me to this text. And in our text today, um, we have David. Everybody said David. David, amen, who God has raised up, amen, he's, he's the apple of God's eye. He is, he is the praise and worship leader of Israel. He is the praise and worship leader. He's the go-to man whenever, amen, they need a praise and worship, a strong praise and worship to come forth. David is the go-to man. He played skillfully, amen, for his, even his enemy, Saul, amen. And when he played, the Bible says that the evil spirits actually left Saul. Amen. Because David's anointing and David's skill set to play. Amen. David knew how to praise God. David knew how to worship God. David knew how to call on the name of the Lord. David knew how to get in God's presence and to lift up his holy hand. David had a personal relationship with the Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor's our personal relationship. Amen. You need a pastor who has a personal relationship. And you can tell whether or not the preacher that's preaching have a personal relationship or not because you know through their conviction of their preaching. Hello, somebody. You know whether or not you're hearing from, you're really hearing from God. Amen. If you hear a preacher and they don't do nothing for you. Amen. They don't move nothing in you. They don't give you no revelation. You don't have a clear understanding of what the Bible says. Then maybe you want to just slip your hand up and, and, and just exit out. Amen. And, and not go back anymore. I know somebody said, he's preaching division. No, I'm not. I'm preaching survival. Amen. You can't subject, when you're in a real fight, you can't subject yourself to everything. You can't let your ears hear everything. You can't open up your heart to everything. That brother said, that brother said, I needed some strong leadership. Brother, I know what you're talking about. I need to be around a strong pastor. Can't be around no weak pastor. I need a strong pastor. Come on, tap somebody and tell them, thank God my pastor is strong. Oh, look at them and say, neighbor, we have strong leadership reason why you have strong leadership because your leadership done been through something. They done came from somewhere. You want to be around somebody that done came from somewhere. They're not preaching about a God that they heard about, but a God that they know about. It's one thing to preach about the God that you know about. It's another thing to preach about the God that you, watch this, watch this, that you have lived through and survived with for yourself. Amen. David, amen. A man after God's own heart. David finds himself in a very peculiar situation. He's already gone down to the Philistines camp. He's fought against the Philistines with some 600 men. David has already fought. David has already given himself over, amen, to serve as leader and commander of the army. Uh, and when they come back to, to their camp, to Ziglag, they discover that the Amalekites, while they were away, 
while they were away, the Amalekites came and attacked the camp. Hello, somebody. While they were away, let me say it again, while they were away. See, that's why you have to be careful how you leave your stuff. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. You have to make sure that you're praying over your family in the morning, that you're praying over your finances, that you're praying over everything that you have. You have to make sure that you're covering everything you got. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm covering everything I got. See, you are here, but your house is covered because your prayers have already. Come on, somebody. Come on, tag, tag your neighbor and say, my bank account is covered. Amen. Might not be where it want to be right about now, but it's covered. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, and so David, amen, and 600 men, they fight against the Philistines. And when they fight against the Philistines, amen, they come back to Ziklag. Everybody says Ziklag. That word Ziklag actually means winding place. A place, a, a place of continuation of uh, circumstances. Here it is. David is coming back from one battle, comes to his camp, and realizes he's got to fight another battle in order to get, amen, to get his family back, his belongings back, his children back, and his wives back. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. David has just fought one battle, got the victory over the Philistines. Come back to the camp and discover that the enemy has attacked his entire family. And Pam, watch this. He takes them away. And David realizes he got to fight again. I wish I had some fighters in here. I said, I wish I had some fighters in here. I said, do I have any fighters in here? Come on, tag your neighbor and say, I don't mind fighting. Amen. I just didn't start fighting. I've been fighting a long time. Amen. And so I might as well fight the good fight of faith. David, don't mind fighting. Everybody said perseverance. See, perseverance is the ability to outlast your problems and press through your issues and still be able to stand. That's perseverance. Perseverance is not bad, not, not murmuring, not complaining, but perseverance is pressing. I wish I had some pressers in here. Do I have any pressers in here? I feel like preaching like I want to preach. But just tag your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've been persevering. That's why I'm still here. Slap somebody with a high five and tell them, I got some problems, but I'm still persevering. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's, that's the kind of God we serve. He allow us to survive. He allow us to represent him. He allow us to be his ambassador. Even when people know we are going through hell and high waters, God still let people see us right where we are. So they'll look at you and ask you, are you really still standing after all you've been through? Take somebody and tell them, after all I've been through, I'm still here. The devil is a lie. Trying to take me out, trying to make me quit. I'm still here. Huh? That's why our foundation is still here. We persevered. Hallelujah. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you ain't looking at a fluke and a flunky. You're looking at somebody that survived. Praise God. I had to cry late in the midnight hour, but I survived. I had to go through some stuff, but I survived. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wish I had time to talk about that survivor, but I, I survived. Come on, tell somebody I survived. Uh-huh. 
And David finds himself, let me, let's go, let's go, let's go. I gotta, I gotta hurry up. Okay, watch this. David finds himself in a very peculiar situation now because watch this, all of a sudden he comes out of one battle, amen, comes back, amen, and he's at Ziklag at a winding, everybody say a winding place. Oh man, just touch somebody and tell them it's gonna settle down after a while. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, trouble don't last always. Boy, I wish we could have some little church in here before I get through this thing. But you gotta, you gotta understand that you gotta understand that God knows how much you can bear. He knows how much you can handle. And, and, and I heard the old folks say, the old folks said, he won't put no more on you than you can bear. I, I, I got a scripture for them. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but God shall deliver them out of them all. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up, come on, somebody. Look at your neighbors. I'm persevering. I'm persevering. Amen. Not a survivor. I'm persevering. I'm, I'm, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond survivor mode because when you've been predestined and you have destiny, amen, God would always keep you because you have not finished what God has started. So perseverance. And they come back to the camp. And here it is, amen, the 600 men uh, that's with David, amen, the Bible says that all of them began to weep. Now watch this, and I want you to hear something very important that I'm about to tell you. All of them began to weep. Son, all of them literally began to cry. Just imagine this in your mind, 600 men. First of all, you got to imagine in your mind, a man really crying. <laughs> we, don't cry about, we don't cry about anything. When we start crying, something's about to go down. Somebody's a chair about to get moved. Somebody about to get a few words that they don't want. Sir, when we start crying, something's about to go down. So when your husband starts crying, just kind of like move out of the way and just, and just say from a distance, baby, it's going to be all right. Try to bring them back, reel them back in, all right? And so, they, so, so, so watch this. They begin to cry. They begin to weep. And the Bible says they begin to weep. They weep so much that they couldn't weep anymore. Which amazed me because watch this, and I wish some of the church can get this, and I'm going to do something at, at the highway, but I, I wish people stopped crying trying to, trying to get pity. Let me say it over here, all right? Let, let me say it. Because God never, God does not move on your tears. You, okay. Didn't even say he moved. If God would have moved on your tears, if God's going to move on anybody's tears, look like he would have moved on David's tears because David was a praiser and a worshiper. And the Bible says they cried until they couldn't weep no more. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know you don't mind crying. And I know you go through some stuff every now and then. But after you cry, you better seek the Lord. God don't move on tears. He moves on faith. God moves on faith. God does not move on tears. So you can sound as pitiful as you want to. And I'm going to do something higher weight because I know people go through stuff, but I'm, but I'm going to let, let them know, and I'm going to train because I'm training the elders and the ministers how to minister. And, you know, they sometimes will move on people just because people cry. Just because they cry, so you need to let them. Okay. Let me slow down. Sometimes you need to let them cry till they can't cry no more. Get your crowd, I'll be back. You can't talk to folk when they cry. They, they gone then. Uh. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Y'all bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. Watch this. 
They cried until they couldn't cry no more. Pastor, here's where you come in. Watch this. Here's where you come in. See, a good leader will say, okay, baby, go ahead on and cry. Go ahead on and cry. We're all in this thing together. But after they cry, time to unify. Huh? If you're going to be at foundation, go on and cry. Get it out. But we're about to put you to work. You about to come on somebody. Uh-oh, y'all don't like that, see? When I was talking about crying, you was like, okay, hallelujah. They cry. But now we're talking about you doing some work. Hello, somebody. We're talking about unifying. We're talking about fortifying our forces, amen, bringing our gifts together and our talents together so that we can go and defeat the enemy. We coming out of zigzag. I dare you to text somebody and tell them, we're coming out of zigzag. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. I know you're going through something, but it's time for us to get together. Woo! I could preach right there for a little while, but I'm going to move on. Slap somebody with a high five, high five and say, stop the crying, let's unify. Tell me, I done been through all that. <laughs> Who haven't been through all that? If I tell you some of the stuff I've been through, it'll scare you. You'll be like, What? You don't, you, don't, you don't get to a place of anointing any old kind of way. You don't, you, don't, you, don't get to, you don't get to a place where God can use you and everything going good all the time. Huh, mama? You don't, you don't listen, listen, listen. You don't get to a place where God can put his hands on, hand on, hand on you, raise you up, anoint you for the body of Christ, and you ain't been through nothing. See, don't preach to me about what God said. Preach to me about what God did. Tell me your testimony so that when I get my test, I can get a testimony. Because if you tell me your testimony, God can encourage me and show me how to come out so I can have a testimony. Oh, praise God. So the Bible says, the Bible says that, watch this. The Bible says that, here it is. Uh, they, <laughs> they start saying, I'm here they start saying, you know, David ain't a good leader. David, why David bring us out here? They start complaining. They start murmuring. They start talking. They start, they start, they start talking about their leader. He was good while he was getting them victory. Huh? But as soon as he got to a place where it looked like he was about to go down, everybody, all of the, the Bible said that people, the vote was, let's kill him. Yeah, you say, oh my, it's in the text, daughter. Look, read the text, it's in the text. The Bible said, she said, she said oh my, she said, what? Yeah, she was like, she's like, did they tell her, they, they, they said they, was gonna, they were going to kill him, literally kill him. The text says, and they talk about stoning him. Pastor Bell, let me tell you something. People will always love you as long as you produce it. But the time you stop producing and they feel like they have something against you, they'll stop loving you and talk about how to stone you. There are always going to be some people that don't like what you do, but there's always going to be more people than them that lack what you've already done. 
Never get discouraged because people can't get with you in a time of problem, in a season of difficulty, because the deliverance that you've already preached to people will outlast the temporary problem, amen, that they see you as. You will never be a problem to the people that you're going to deliver as long as you've always been progressive and always processing everything that God has for you. So if you're living in the future, amen, go in the future, get what God has prophetically given you, bring back to the people in their problem, they will always attach themselves to you because you will always be futuristic and not in the moment. Most people can't live with prophetic pastors because prophetic pastors get on their nerves. We preach faith. We preach healing. We preach deliverance. We preach you got to come out. We preach God as a deliverer. We preach God as able. Hello, somebody. Praise God. We don't preach failure. I went to the hospital one time to pray, and then the lady told me, she said, well, Bishop, I want you to come in and pray his last rites and pray that, uh, that he'll go, and, go on home to be with the Lord peaceful. I, I said, baby, I can't do that. <laughs> she said, what you mean? I said, I can't pray that he going to die. Come on. Come on. I said, I have to pray come on. Come on. that he's going to live. Come on. I said, my boss man won't let me pray that. <laughs> okay, all right. The Lord won't let me pray that. Some of y'all got churchy with me. The Lord won't let me pray that. And watch this. Now, check this out. I prayed the man lived like four more months. I wanted to go to them and say, now, you see? They were saying, oh, they got two more days. Hello, somebody. See, see watch this, uh, Pastor. They, they talked about stoning David because all of a sudden now it looked like the decision that David made was the worst one that he'd ever made because it brought them to a place of loss. Praise God. Can I tell y'all something? Your pastor is human too. Okay, I know y'all. But watch this. And, I, and don't ever get like this. Oh, he put his pants on just like I do. Okay, let me stop. He put his pants on just like I do. Yeah, he does. Only difference between his pants and yours, the hands that touch his pants have been called and anointed by God. Your hands haven't. There's a five-fold ministry anointing on him, not on you. Hello, somebody. So when he put his pants on, there's a five-fold ministry gift anointing on his hands. Hello, somebody. So he don't put his pants on just like you because his hands are anointed. Come on, look at your, pastor, look at your neighbor and say, my pastor's hands are anointed. Yeah, everything he touches anointed. That's why when you get a new car, let him touch it. Amen. Amen. Oh, I forgot. That's, that's old school preaching from down where we came from. Amen. Saints don't do that no more. They get new cars now. You know, down in the country, you get a new car. You want the pastor to bless it. That's right. That's right. Hello, somebody. That's right. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. You know, and I'm in the city pastoring there. And so saints get new cars all the time. They just, you know, they just going on and get a new car. Amen. But you want, you want your pastor to bless your stuff. You want your, your pastor has been anointed. He's been anointed to lead you into victory. So let's, everybody say, let's unify. Let's unify. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. And when David encouraged himself, the Bible says, amen, that David began to seek God. Amen. Because the people talked about stoning him. Everybody says stoning him. Amen. Now watch this. Now I'm going to give you this one real quick. I'm going to be finished. David goes before the Lord and he begins to seek the Lord and he begins to seek the Lord, not based on what the people were doing, but based on his relationship with God. 
Never base your seeking God or what God is going to do in your life based on what people say about you. Because people's opinion about you won't outlast God's promises for you. What God has promised you will outlast any propaganda or anything that people are saying about you. So David began to seek God. Amen. And so David says, look, watch this. Uh, Lord, uh, shall we pursue? Huh? Shall we overtake? And, and God says, you shall pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover everything. He says, pursue, overtake, and without what? Fail, recover everything. Anybody in here done lost some stuff along the way? Huh? If you don't lost something, just stand up for me. Just, just stand up. Watch this. You lost some stuff. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And I want to show you something. At the moment, it seems like it was the worst thing you ever been through, right? But tag your name and say, but look at you now. Apparently, you recovered some stuff. Apparently, you got some stuff back. And even if you're in a lost condition right now, God's promise says he's still going to cause you to get the victory. Because without fail, text somebody and tell them without fail, I'm going to get everything back. Amen. I'm going to get everything that God didn't promise me. Without fail, I'm going to get everything back. So the Bible says David prayed and Dave, David, David told the people, come together. He brought the people together. Then he stayed. Everybody says, stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. You may be seated. He says, he said, he, he says uh, the Lord has promised us that not only are we going to pursue them, not only are we going to overtake them, but we also, watch this, without fail, we're going to recover all. Everybody says, stay focused, stay focused. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. you got to stay focused. Uh, listen, always keep your focus. Now, now, uh, now for me, uh, sometimes it's, it's rough with me because sometimes I'm doing everything. I'm stretched here. I'm not stretched there. So sometimes I have to get to myself. Everybody said to yourself. Yeah. See, see, stop wanting to hang out with folk and be around people. Amen. And start hanging out with the Lord. Start talking to the Lord. See, I learned something. I learned, I learned that I'm able to stay focused as long as I keep everybody out of my focus. There are times where I shut down. There are times where I shut down and can't nobody reach me. Hello, somebody. Amen. The only person who reach me is my wife. That's it. Can't nobody else reach me. You know why? Because I'm trying to stay focused. Uh, am I the only one that every now and then people do get on your nerves? Huh? Yeah, so you got to stay focused. So watch this. My place of staying focused is the golf course. Amen. Amen. Huh? That's, that's therapeutic for me. Hello, somebody. That's therapeutic for me. That's therapeutic for me. Amen. So when I'm on a golf course, I'm staying focused. Somebody see playing golf, I'm staying focused. That's right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, now, now watch this. More of a serious thing. Listen, when, when, when you begin to stay focused, that gives you the opportunity to see beyond your present conditions and circumstances. And no matter what the storm says, you still stay on track to what God promised you. Praise God. Amen. So the Bible says that they began to... Uh, make the journey down to the Amalekites. The Bible says they got to a place called Bezor, the brook Bezor. When they got to the place of the brook Bezor, the Bible says 200 men began to faint. <laughs> and they said, we can't make it no more. Pastor, 200 of them began to faint and say, we can't make it anymore. Let me tell you something. Everybody can't go with you to where you're going. The promise is not given to them but to you. And the Bible says, watch this, that David left them behind. 
Now, now y'all check this out. Pastor, everybody that come to your church won't stay at your church, but they're supposed to be at your church, but they'll be back to your church. Ah, y'all missed that. Okay, everybody that come in your life may not stay in your life, but they're supposed to be in your life. They're part of your destiny. But if they leave your life, they'll come back to your life. Hello, somebody. But there are some people that's not supposed to be in your life that come in your life that the devil sends to your life that will try to get back in your life but can't get back in because the anointing on you won't let them back in. Boy, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. So, Pastor, every now and then you have to learn how to let people stay at the Brook Bazaar and just tell them, I'll be back. I wish I had some preach. I wish I, well, I wish I could preach it like I feel it in here today. Just, just, just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to leave some folk behind. But I dare you to look behind you and tell them, I'll be back. They really don't know that God has anointed you for their victory. They really don't know that God done raised you up so they can get delivered. They really don't know. They, they so busy hating on you, trying to be jealous of you, don't like you, but God done anointed you just for them. Right, man, my preaching pretty good. And, 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 and Pam, there's going to come a day where you're going to have to go back and get them and let them know I was with you, even though you weren't with me. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Hey, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't hate on me because you can't last. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't get mad with me because I'm still standing. Man, I feel like preaching right there. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Just touch somebody and tell them, after all I've been through, I'm still here. See, that's why the majority of the people that don't like you, amen, they ain't hating on you because of your stuff. They hating on you because you still here. They wondering how you make How did you make it without them But my Bible tells me That they that wait upon the Lord Shall renew their strength Come on look at your neighbor and say Neighbor I'm just waiting on God Oh the Bible said they shall man up On wings as eagles Look at your neighbors. I got my wings. I dare, look, look, just touch about three people and just tell them, hello, eagle. Hello, eagle. Come on, tell them. Come on, touch somebody. Touch somebody and tell them, I'm an eagle. I'm an eagle. I ain't no chicken. I'm an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. Come on, they shall walk and not faint. Come on. And he left. Pastor, hold on. Can I, can I preach a little while longer? Will y'all just give me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody say, you ain't got nothing to do. Yes, y'all do. Watch this. Watch this. Pastor, check this out. I'm going to say this. They left them by the brook Bezor. Now, check this out. And they went in to battle the Amalekites. They went to fight the Amalekites, which was a larger army, with less men than they had when they defeated the Philistines. Oh, boy. <laughs> In other words, God says, tell foundation, I'm about to let them do more with less. Shucks. Okay. I... All right. Let me, let me behave so I can. He 
Jesus, tell everybody in the house that I'm about to do, I'm about to do more with less. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, you're about to do more with less. Somebody talking about, I ain't got no money, I ain't got but $5. God's going to stretch that $5 into $5,000. Somebody say, I ain't got but $10. God's going to take that $10 and make it $100. Come on, slap your neighbor with a high five and tell him, I may not have what I want, but God's going to use what I got. <laughs> he said, he said, he, they, they, everybody look at your name and say, stay focused. stay focused. See, 200 of them lost focus. But here's the awesomeness of God is. Never turn your back on people that turn their back on you, especially when you know they are part of your destiny. There are some people that will never get their victory if you don't continue because they're going to quit. God's, listen, God gave David and 400 men, he gave them victory over the Amalekites and left 200 of them behind that quit and fainted. Tell your neighbor, said, don't faint. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have come too far to faint now. The eagle-eyed the eagle prophet Isaiah says, they that wait. I, I, love, I love Isaiah. He says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He said, they shall mount up. See, that, see that's why I, I, see, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy about an eagle. Amen. Look at your neighbor saying, eagle, I got an eagle. See, look at your neighbor saying, I got an eagle anointing. That means, that means I can get hit and still fly. That mean that mean that mean that means that means there can be a storm outside. In fact, what, what an eagle does, an eagle, an eagle don't stop flying just because it's raining. In fact, when he's flying and his wings get so heavy, amen. You know we from the country, you know we love birds. Amen. The eagle flip over. And when he flip, he'll flip and he'll fly backwards and let the water run off the inside of his wings just to keep flying because he's strong enough to fly through the I wish I had some. I wish I could preach a little while. Can I preach for a few minutes, Pastor? Just tag your neighbor and say, neighbor, even if I got to flip, I'm going to keep flying. I might have to flip over and drop some stuff off, but I'm going to keep flying. The Bible says, lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily. Praise God. Hey, daughter, you might have to flip, but keep flying. Yeah. Wow. Pastor, I'm finishing. David and his men ran into one of the soldiers from the enemy's camp. Here's where, here's where it gets real good. Just before you get into your harvest, you'll be faced with your enemy. Let me say that again. Just before you get to your harvest, you will be confronted by your enemy. But this time, I want you to just touch your neighbor and say, but this time. Um, last time they were taking stuff. But this time God's going to use them. The Bible says that they had left him for dead. But David and his boys fed him, gave him drink, gave him water, and he, oh boy. He, he was revived because David didn't mind taking care of his enemy. 
he knew that he won't supposed to turn his back on his enemy because he knew that God could use his enemy to be his footstool. Oh, y'all looking at me crazy. Y'all, y'all okay. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, for every Judas you got, there's a cavalry you gonna get. Amen. The devil can't stop you from Calvary, but he's got to raise up a Judas. Don't nobody want to shut off that. Look at your neighbor and say, you got something too. Bible says that he raised him. I ain't got time to go down. The Bible says he raised him up. He, he came alive. And David says, tell me where they are. He says, I'll tell you, but you got to promise me something. David said, what? <laughs> because whatever you tell me, it's going to be the truth because I just saved your life. Hello, somebody. See, isn't it bad? Isn't it, isn't it awesome? Don't you get victory? Don't you get fulfilled when people treat you wrong, but yet you treat them right? Don't you get fulfilled when people don't speak to you on your job, but yet you got the love of Christ on the inside of you and you speak to them anyway? Don't you become fulfilled when people you know they talking about you, don't like you. Hello, somebody, but yet you still loving them anyway. Have you ever just surprised one of your enemies and said, hey, how you doing? Once a month, I call all my haters. Y'all say, what? Once a month, I call everybody that's got some beef with me. Once a month, Pastor. I take one day out of the month and I call them. Whether I get their answer machine or them. I say, hello, this Bishop Gay. They be like, what? what? Hey, wait, hey. I called one of one time not too long ago and he said, oh, hey, bae, hey, bae, bae, Bishop on the phone. I said, just call, check up on y'all, just to let you know I love you, praise God for you, pray God's blessing you, and have an amazing day. Watch, oh, come on, somebody. See, if you don't, never, if, if you don't ever get to that point, watch yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because you don't want to do to others what they do to you, because you're supposed to be anointed enough to turn the other cheek. Wow. Wow. <laughs> God, David and his boys raised him up. They, and when he got up, he says, I'll help you on only one, one condition. And that is, if I tell you where they are, watch this. God's about to raise your enemies up. Check this out. Who, check out who this was. What's your name, baby? Who? Sarah. I like that name. Sarah, watch this. Check this out. He was the same one that had raided the camp. He was with the Amalekites when they raided Ziklag. And they took the wives, the children, and confiscated all their goods. And the mama say, that's ain't that something, mama? And now David is feeding him, giving him water. So don't you think, because they left, the Amalekites left him for dead. See, that's why you got to be careful. I ain't got time to go over there. That's how you, that's how you, you got to be careful how you go into the enemy's territory and start living with the devil. Because he'll leave you for dead. You can't, 
came to himself. He said, I'll tell you on one condition. He said, just promise me that you won't tell them that I told you. David said, no problem with me. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And the Bible says when they went in, that they, watch this, David beat them down from twilight till morning. David got his victory. Instead of them attacking him, David started attacking them. I wish I had some praisers in here. You ought to give God a praise because God's got you on the attack. That devil is a liar. He might have took your money, but I'm coming for it. He might try to take my kids, but I'm coming for it. He might try to hurt my church, but I'm coming for him. Is there anybody in here? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, excuse me, but I'm on the attack this morning. So he says, he says, he says, just tell him, no, no. the Bible said when they went in, David defeated, and the Bible said David defeated them, and he recovered all. The Bible said when David ran up on them, they were having a party. They were eating, drinking, and dancing. Hello, somebody. They were eating, drinking, and dancing. They were having a party. They ran up on them and called him. He called him. Now, take notice that the stuff that they confiscated, they didn't kill nobody. They didn't damage none of the goods, which tells me that the enemy might have your stuff, but your name still on it. And according to the state, as long as my name on it, it belongs to me. Hello, somebody. Somebody else might be living there, but because my name on it, oh, just touch somebody and tell them my name's still on it. Anybody know you got some stuff out there with your name still on it? God's going to give it to you. He's just holding it for you. And the Bible says, David, David and the 400 men recovered all that they lost. Not only did they recover everything they lost, Pastor, but they also gathered the spoils of their enemy. Praise God. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. God's about to start releasing some financial blessings. Man, I tell you, I wish I had. God's about to start le- re- releasing some financial blessings so that you can fulfill the works of the kingdom. Amen. God's about, to, God's about to give you favor over your finances. God's, supposed to, God's, God's about to bless you, press down, shaking together, running over. Amen. God says, God says, because you persevered. Hello, somebody. Because you unified. Because you stayed focused. I'm about to give you a harvest. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Tell somebody it's harvest time. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's time for us to get our stuff. Foundation, it's time for you to get everything God promised you here. God did not send you here to be defeated. God sent you here to get victory. God sent you here for favor. Favor with the city. Favor with the county. Favor with the administrators. Favor with the educators. Favor with the bank. Favor with everybody. You Praise God. God gives us, everybody say favor. Praise God. And they recovered. The Bible says they recovered not some of it. They recovered all of it. God is the only one that can go back, reach back in time. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I got a coupon from the past. Man, amen. Come on, just touch your neighbor and say, I got a coupon from the past. 
That means I can cash it in at any time. There's some stuff I was supposed to have back there. But because I went through some stuff, amen, the enemy took some stuff from me, God's going to allow me to cash my coupon in. All right. All right. So the Lord said push. Everybody said push. Where's that brother Ray? Where's Ray? Is Ray? That's Ray. Ray, come here, Ray. I want every brother in here from foundation to come, come for a second. Uh, I'm going to show y'all something real quick. Lord, show them something. Man, come on, give these fine men of God a hand clap of praise. All right. All right, I want everybody to see something. I want everybody to see something. Come here, Pastor. You gonna, I know you won't hurt me. Don't try to pay me back neither for nothing, all right? I just, hey, we were, he said, he was, he was saying we were uh, Batman and Robin. We were. We were some, man, we were some characters, man. Good grief. Can I tell him some of the stuff we did? You're a police officer. He a police officer now. He about ready to retire, sir, so I ain't going to mess his retirement up, all right? Man. Man, we did some stuff, boy. We climbed fences, stole apples, pears, bicycle pods. Yeah, we did all that, mama. I'm going to tell her. You was, at, you was in the house. He made me do it. He made me do it. Man, man I'm going to tell you what I did. I, I, ain't, I, ain't, never told, I ain't told nobody this. Uh, you the first one, and I'm telling y'all. You remember Mr. Wallace? I do. Mr. Wallace still living. Right? Yeah, he worked at a service station. Wow. I apologize to him for stealing all the bicycle parts, man. <laughs> One day I was in there. I went to get the car inspected. I said, Mr. Wallace. He said, hey, 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 how you doing? Mr. Wallace about 87 now. Oh and and, and I, I apologize to Mr. Wallace. I said, Mr. Wallace, I said, when I was a little boy, I said, we used to break in uh, your yard. <laughs> He had bicycle parts everywhere. That's why y'all ain't never had to buy some bicycle. Hey, man, we, 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 we stole bicycle parts, man. Yeah, your pastor, he did it. He had me up to him. The detective, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, lift those hands and say, God is a deliverer. Man, now we preaching the gospel. Isn't that something? Watch this, watch this. Pastor, see, as long as you're standing there, right, as long as you're by yourself, all y'all go to the wall real quick. Just run to the wall real quick. Come on, just go to the wall real quick. See, one will put a thousand to ten thousand. The Lord says, here's the next season of a foundation church. He said, this is the season to unify like never before. He says, I'm going to start calling men into the camp that will literally hold your arms up and give you a Moses anointing that will defeat the enemy. I'm going to put an Aaron and her on one side, and then I'm going to put a Joshua down in the valley. Hello, somebody. And, and I'm, a, I'm going to cause, as long as your arms stay up, I'm going to cause victory to come to foundation. Are y'all hearing me? Watch this now. 
and he says, I want you to show them this. See? Watch this. Now, as long as you drop your arms, sir, as long as it's, it's him and I, watch this. Every now and then I can beat him. I can get past him. Right? He's a little faster than I am now because he's he, he still slim a little bit. <laughs> but watch this. I might even run over him a little bit because I'm a little heavier, right? Watch what happens when two come. Two of y'all come over here. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get on this side. Right behind him. Y'all lock shoulders right there. All right? Two more come by. Praise. This is what God is doing. This is what God, this is, what God is doing. This is how people are going to start coming, Pastor. They're going to start coming and say, I heard about that church. They're going to start coming and say, you know what? I heard that y'all were over in the school. I just want to get over here and worship with y'all. See, watch this. It's a little more difficult for me now, isn't it? Not impossible because they might be Redskin fans. Amen, so, amen, amen, not, amen, 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 amen. I just, I just said that because we're here in Northern Virginia, that's all. Oh, that's, I, I love you. I was, I was feeling you. You were feeling me. <laughs> no, that brother said, come on there, Pastor. Come on there, Pastor. He said, I, I was loving you for a few minutes in there. Come on now. Watch this. Watch this. So, so, so now it's tough, isn't it? Man, it's tough for me to get. Listen, don't let nobody come in your church to divide your church. If they come and talking against this and that and all the leadership, then you quickly get, put them in check. Because I ain't going to have you in here messing up what God's about to do for our entire family. Man, all right, I, need, I need two more to come. Come on, watch this. Pastor, and it might look slow, but you'd rather be slow and sure than fast and, and fickle. Huh? You don't want a bunch of complaining folk. You want people that are there for sure. Watch this. Now, it's real tough, isn't it? I'm trying to get there. Yeah, it's red skin. They really red skin. I, 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 when I just push them, everybody move. No, no I'm just joking. <laughs> Brothers ain't lacking that. Y'all come on. All right, rest of y'all come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, hey, y'all five, y'all come get around him. Stand on this side. Come on, stand on this side right here. Two, give me two or three over here. I'm going to show you something real quick. This is what the devil don't like in any church, sir. The devil don't like it when the pastor, step out, pastor. Come on, step out a little bit more. Watch this. When the pastor has been anointed and called, and when he began to fulfill his apostolic assignment, people start coming. One by one, y'all come up right where you are. That's what God's about to do. He's about to send the right people to be in the right place to do ministry for the future. And, 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 and I need y'all to lock arms. Y'all get close and lock arms. Watch this. Man, at first I was running over top of him. See, first few years of ministry, struggle. It's tough. You question whether or not you've been called or not. You quit, Lord, what is this? Lord, am I called to do this? Now you know you've been called. You just know God's got to send you the right people. Now the right people know you've been called. This brother said he knew it. Ray said he knew it. And then the other brother with the New York Giant, I don't know who he is, but anyway. Where he at? All right. Oh, mercy. <laughs> That's the only problem we got. Okay, yeah, you got 
you got some work to do now. And he just rubbing that little teddy bear on the head. All right, all right, we coming back, we coming back. You try, I know you talking about Pastor Bell and talking, what? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Man, listen, I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell you what I know. I'm not telling you anything. The Lord told me to show you this and give you this. How you wait, will y'all stand up for me? How you wait? <laughs> y'all can't y'all can't switch churches today, y'all can't. Switch. That's them, that's them wanna be cowboy fans. But not Watch this, watch this. How you wait? Y'all raise your hand. Y'all stand, y'all raise your hand. Pastor, after 19 years of preaching, laying before the Lord every day, people talking about you, people leaving you, people not believing in you. God will raise up a people that'll go where you go, that'll follow you, that'll love the God that you love. God, these people, watch this now. They're not here to be entertained today. They're here because they got a group me text saying, I'm going to Northern Virginia and all the leaders are invited. That's why they're here. After 18 years, 19 years of ministry, God says, not that you have arrived, not that I have arrived, but your hard work will pay off. You hear me? And so God is now sending you that right there. He's sending, he's sending you some strong soldiers that'll stay in arm and arm with you. He's sending you, sending you somebody that'll run this children's church while you're preaching. He's sending you somebody that'll be the secretary. Sending you some brothers that'll be trustees and deacons. Sending you people that'll fulfill ministry. Brothers that'll come in and set their equipment up while you stay in the room and study. That's what God is sending you foundation you not only are you going to pursue not only are you going to overtake but without fail you're going to recover everything that God has come on give God some praise everybody stand on your feet with me everybody stand on your feet hey sir come here for a second you married go get your wife Where's she at? How you doing? Will y'all stand right there for me? Okay. Where's the young lady at? Come here, baby. You. Yeah. I don't know your name, but what's your name? Donicia. Don Donicia. Don Okay. All right. Come on, stand up there. I was um while I was ministering, Pastor. The Lord told me to tell some of your people this. God's going to raise some of your people up to be business owners. And he's going to financially bless them greatly and tremendously. Okay? While I was preaching, the Lord said, there's a business around you. I don't know what the business is. I don't know what you and your wife are trying to do. I don't know what y'all believe in God for. Now, the Lord told me that God's going to bless her because she is connected to this ministry. She's connected to y'all some kind of way. I don't know how. But the Lord says he's going to bless this, this ministry. Now, everybody in here that has a business, I want you to step out on the carpet right now. Praise God. 
Amen. Survivor. Survivor. Praise God. Everybody, yeah, including highway. Y'all come on. Y'all come on. Y'all get into it while y'all y'all make your trip. Y'all again. Amen. Hey lady, you got any kids here? Any kids here? Any of your kids here? Right here. Yeah. They're they're here. They're, yeah. You, okay. And one of them travel. I don't know who this is. One of them do a little bit of travel. I don't know who that is. But the Lord says, tell him that he's raising him up to be somebody great. I don't know who, I don't know what he's going to do, what he's going to be, but God's going to raise him up. All right? Okay, come on. Where you from? you originally from? Oh, Democrat Republic of Congo. Who? Oh, Lord, I can't even pronounce that yet. Africa, yes, yes. Hold on, hold on. This is why I knew where it was. I, we just hosted, I just hosted a pastor here from Africa, Bishop Xavier Abazuki, and we were down at TBN, we were down at CBN, and, and this is, a, and the Lord told me, he says, I'm going to send you to Africa. And um, I said, what am I doing going to Africa? I said, Lord, what He told me that about four years ago, and I kind of like ignored it, right? But he said, I'm going to send you to Africa. I was sitting at the table, the prophetess that he was talking to turned and told me, I'm getting ready to send you to Africa. God is getting ready to send you to Africa. And the Lord says, you're going to preach with me. And I said, for real? I'm coming to your country. I pulled your country up. Your country is beautiful. Amen. Praise God. The Lord says, the Lord says, tell everybody, I want all the foundation to raise your hand. Those that are here in foundation. The Lord says, tell them that not only am I going to bless them with businesses. What kind of business y'all looking at? Okay, all right. The Lord says, Pastor, he's going to raise up the right people in this ministry to fulfill the vision that you have. Amen. Business people are going to start connecting with this church to fulfill the vision that God has given you. And not only that, hold on, I need everybody to hold their hands out. Boy, this is getting good here. God says, I'm going to financially bless everybody with every need they have. He says, going to financially bless you with every need you have. Amen? Y'all receive that today? I'm speaking it over your life. I'm speaking it that is yours. I'm speaking that, is, that you're walking in it. I'm speaking that the favor of God for the finances that this place needs, that this church needs, that it'll show up on your life and God will bless you to be able to be a blessing to the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now. God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for all that you've done. God, we thank you for what you've said. Now, Lord, we praise you. We honor you. We thank you, O oh Lord, for what you have given us. We thank you for the prophetic word, the prophetic proclamation. God, we thank you for the push that's manifest in our promise. Now, God, we thank you, O oh Lord, for this pastor. Thank you for, for the fulfillment of his vision, for the vision that you've given him. God, we praise you for his family. We praise you, O oh God, for the church family. We praise you for all the leaders. God, we praise you for the leadership cadre, those that will, that will be raised up in integrity and character, that will walk, O oh God, in an anointing to help lead your people. 
Now, God, we praise you, we give you honor, and we give you glory. Lord, we thank you for another five amazing years. So now, God, we praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, give God some praise while you're being seated. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we're going home. Amen. May heaven smile upon you. Amen. Can I, can I pray, Linda? Hey, young, young lady right there. Can you come here for a second? Yeah, just come out. No, the one behind you. Yeah, you. What you do? You sing? Yeah. Lord told me you was a singer. Okay. But you haven't, you haven't reached the fullness of your ministry yet. Okay. You haven't tapped into everything that God has for you. Okay. But, but here's what the Lord spoke to me. There's a breaking away in your life. Okay, but you got to break away from some stuff and some people. You hear me, daughter? And the Lord says, as long as you're obedient to his voice, and he says, some of the things he's going to ask you to do, it's going to be crazy, but you do it so that God can anoint you for the next dimension of ministry. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, now, listen to this now. The next five years are going to be very important because you're going to have to make some career decisions some decisions based on your education, based on what you need to do, okay? But the Lord says, tell her, don't stop using her gift. Amen? Amen. All right? Bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, man. I'm going to give the man of God praise. Wow. I don't even know where to start. Huh. I, I'm looking at this man of God turn right. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing. Um, one of the reasons why that when I was talking to my wife about uh, what I was trying to accomplish for our anniversary service, and we, was, we were discussing what we wanted to do, I, I said to her that we need to get someone in in order to elevate the faith of the people so they can see what God is trying to do in our church. I wanted the blinders to come off to see what the possibilities are. One of the reasons why we, we stepped out last night, for an example, and we wanted to do a real elegant banquet was to show you where we're going, to show you who we are, what we're trying to accomplish, to believe God for bigger. And, and my wife was like, get Bishop Gay here. And I'm telling you, that and foundation knows because you you you've been here at this church you hear what's being taught was he preaching what we've been talking about yeah. i mean i have not i want y'all to know who got prophesied over i have not talked to him about anybody no names i'm not sitting i'm not uh, god was speaking mightily through him and it was confirmation today it was confirmation that what god wants to do in this house and, and I'm telling you, um, this is the time, like, and, and he said it. He said it prophetically. This is the time, right? This is not a time, we talked about this last week. It's not a time for weeping and crying and fussing about this. It ain't, this is not time for that. God is moving me away from that. It's time to do the work that God wants us to do. I don't have time for, we don't have time. 
We don't have time for pity parties. We don't have time to be fussing. We got to build a kingdom. We got to build a king. This is what we're doing. This is what God is doing. And this man of God, if you don't believe now, I don't know what else to tell you. You better check and see if you're saved. I'm telling you. Because if you don't believe in, in, you know, for some of you may struggle with the, with the prophetic. Let me, let me tell you something. God is a prophetic God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is a prophetic God. God always speaks to his people. And we know today, without a shadow of a doubt, God prophetically spoke to us today. Some of you individually, you know what God, I'm telling you, you know God spoke to you. And God spoke to the life of our church. And we just want to, um, first, we want you to know, Bishop, that we appreciate you and your family. Foundation, give them a hand for your way, coming all the way here to minister to us. My, my, my. I mean, I, I, I'm so full. I just, but what we want to do, and it's, it's customary that we do this. How many know that when the man of God sows into you, that you ought to sow back? And I, I need to get a, a bigger amen than that. How many of you got blessed this morning by what you heard? I want y'all to understand the thing about money. Money is really a God thing. It's not your thing. It's a God thing. And so when we sow back into what God is saying to us, it's a, it's a, we're replicating the fact that we believe what God said. God sent the gift to us. He, they, he is our gift today. And Foundation Church, one thing I know about this church, this is a giving church. And, uh, and I've been able to see that. And God, I mean, we've met every budget line and God has blessed us and uh, we're sitting there last night, and I'm talking to the treasurer, and we're like, oh, this is, you know, we got this much, we're doing this, and God always come through, yeah. always come through, because the season that we're going is going to require more. It's going to require more, and, and I know that this is our time, and so um, I want the ushers uh, to get ready. We want to sow into the man of God. Every, every bit of this will go to him, so bless him in proportion to how God used him to minister to you. And he did that powerfully. Can I get an amen for that? Amen, amen. amen. So if you are writing a check, just, just write it out on the check. You still make it out to Foundation Church. We'll make sure that every dime goes to um, uh, Bishop Gay. Uh, so just raise your hand if you want to give cash, and the ushers will get you an envelope. Uh, or if you want to write a check, you don't have to fill out an envelope. But we can go ahead and we're going to take up another uh, love offering as well. Come on, give God praise. Come on, give him praise. Amen. Amen, amen. And, uh, and I want to I make, make a couple of comments as well. I want to set some things straight. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, Bishop Gay, is, is, you know, we're, we're buddies, and, and, uh, and we go way back. But y'all got to understand something. When I say we're close, we're close. Now, so y'all know, for Foundation, who is Bishop Gay's favorite football team? Say it. Foundation, say it. Why do, you, why, do you, why do you say that? All right, who else team it is? Right, and we say anybody join this church, they got to be, at least respect the Cowboys. Now, so, so, we got, so we got it all divided in here today. So we got the eagle. So he's sitting there, you were talking about the eagle. He was taking the scripture all out of context. He was talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and last night, and that's why Rufus got picked on last night. For some of you who were there last night at the banquet, you know what Rufus is. Hallelujah. 
Uh, we had a good time, but praise God. Uh, but listen, I just want to encourage you guys. I want to also let you guys know a couple things. Um, 